Section two of Dear Mabel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dear Mabel by Edward Streeter. Section two. Dear Mabel, today's Thanksgiving. I'm thankful things ain't no worse, though Max Glucose, what lives on the next cot, says they couldn't be. Cheery and bright to the last. That's me all over, Mabel. Every man gets a teen ounces of turkey on Thanksgiving, all to himself, Mabel. The sergeant says the committee on hay and beans on Washington decides that. Mine's inside. I'm most a fool for expression, as the poets say. We had a great dinner, soup and turkey, dressing, cranberry sauce, and pie and smashed potatoes, all in one plate. I wish you could have heard how the fellows enjoyed it, Mabel. I know now why they call the turkeys gobblers. Thanksgiving is a holiday. All a fellow has to do on a holiday in the artillery is to feed the horses and give them a drink and smooth them out and take them for a walk and then feed them and smooth them out and feed them and give them a drink. It makes a fellow feel like giving back a dollar out of his pay at the end of the month. The horses has the softest of anyone, Mabel. They don't even have to get up for breakfast in the morning. We bring it to them in a little bag filled with cereal. You tie this on their face. I guess they ain't never been fed before the war broke out. When they see you coming, they start jumping around like starving sailors. I don't guess they like cereal. I wouldn't either three times a day. I thought they'd give them something different Thanksgiving, but not a chance. They're always hoping it'll be something else, I guess. When they see the same old thing, they get sore and try to step on your feet. The sergeants stand way back and say, Go on in, they won't hurt you. And then when they land on your corn, they say, That's too bad, you didn't do it right. I don't like sergeants any better than horses. And I don't know as I'm going to like the captain much better either. The other day I got laughing while I was standing in line, just laughing to myself, not disturbing nobody. The captain turns around and says, Smith, are you laughing at me? I says, no, sir, and he says, well, what else was there to laugh at? That's the kind of fellow he is. I didn't sass him back or nothing, Mabel, just looked at him and made him feel cheap. I saw him again in the afternoon. Of course, I didn't salute. He says, what do you mean by not saluting? I told him I thought he was mad. I'm glad I'm not his wife, Mabel. You never know how to take a fellow like that. If I hadn't known they needed me, I'd have given him two weeks' notice on the spot. Duty before pleasure, though. That's me all over. We took the guns out to drill the other day, and the captain was talking about indirect firing. That's the way he is. Nothing straightforward about him. I asked the sergeant about it. He said indirect firing was where you shoot at one thing and aimed at another. I hate to butt in, Mabel, but it didn't seem right. I says I seen the Indian girl in the circus suit the spots out of a card over her shoulder, but wouldn't it be more sensible to cut out the trick stuff till we was more used to the thing? You can't argue with sergeants, though. Day after tomorrow's inspection. They do it every Saturday. That's another thing I'm thankful for. There's only one Saturday a week. We pull everything out and pile it on our cots, then the captain and the sergeant comes in. Every time it's the same, he says, That's very dirty, Smith. Where's your other shirt? And I say, I ain't got none, sir. And he says, Sergeant, make a note of that. And then the sergeant writes something in a little book. Next time, just the same. The captain says, where's my shirt? And the sergeant makes a note. I guess there's something in the drill regulations which makes him say that, because I ain't got no other shirt yet. Well, Mabel, I'm getting hungry again now. Guess I'll have to stop and buy a couple of pies. We don't get nothing to eat for an hour yet. Yours till the ice cracks in the pail. Bill. P.S. I had to borrow a stamp for this letter. I went downtown yesterday and spent my last cent on a money belt. It's a good one, though. Dear Mabel, Raining today. No drill, so I'm going to write you. If I don't get no exercise, I go all to pieces. 
I'm back from the artillery into the infantry. Captain and I had different ideas about renting. One of us had to leave. He'd been there the longest. I left. Hot-headed. That's me all over, Mabel. We're doing bayonet drill now. I can't say nothing about it. It's not for women's ears. We have one place where we hit the hun in the nose and rip all the decorations off in his uniform in one stroke. Then there's another one where you give him a shave and a round hair cut and end by knocking his hat over his eyes. And the whipper zip come over with a lot of bums and do the dirty work. I and the rest of the fellows go ahead and take another trench. I haven't been able to find out yet where we take it. It's all worked out scientific. The fellow who doped it out had some bean. The principle of the thing is to get the other fellow and not let him get you. If the alley's bad doped out some scheme like this, the war would have been over now. There wouldn't have been no Huns left. It takes us Uncle Sammy's, eh, Mabel? They're getting up to thrift campaign now, Mabel. First they sell us enough Liberty Bonds to buy our brand new army and let us go home. Then they cram a lot of insurance at you what won't never do you no good after you're killed. Then I guess they found that someone still had a couple of dollars left so they made us send that back home. Now they're getting up a thrift campaign, Mabel. They don't want us to spend our money foolish so as we can buy the senior building or a fort or something like that when the war is over. Someone say that we was the highest paid army in the world. Besides, all this money we get our bed and board. I guess they don't know that in the army bed and board mean the same thing, eh, Mabel? Still the same old Bill. They're always inspecting us. I feel like a piece of prize beef. They never inspect a man all the way through. Guess the inspectors get paid by the day during the duration of the inspection. One day it's our teeth, and another our heart, and another our lungs. The other day we was all lined up in the company straight, and the sergeant says, Inspection arms! I lays down my gun and rolls up my sleeves, just to show you how technical the army is. He didn't want to see my arms at all but my gun. How's a fellow going to tell, Mabel? I went up for thirds at breakfast the other morning, as usual the cook said, You seem to like coffee. Right away, without stopping to think or nothing, I says back, Yes, that's the reason I'm willing to drink so much hot water to get some. Eh, hey, Mabel? Went to a dance the other night and met some swell girls. I made them all laugh. I says, I guess I got the instincts of a soldier, all right. The minute I smell powder, I'm right on my toes. I haven't been very well lately. I guess I'll cut out eating at meals. It spoils my appetite for the rest of the day. I know you'll be glad to know my feet ain't hurting so much. Remember me to the hired girl and your mother. Yours through the winter. Bill. Chair Mabel. That's French. I didn't expect you to know what it means, though. The YMCA are learning me French now. I only had three lessons so far, but I can talk it pretty good. You know how quick I am at picking up any kind of trick stuff like that. The only difference between French and English is that they're pretty near alike, but the French don't pronounce their words right. When I use French words, I'll underline them. That'll give you some idea of the language. When we get voila, as the French say, for over there, it'll come handy to be able to sit down and have a dozy doze with them poilus. That means chew the rag in English. A poilus, Mabel, is a French peasant girl, and they say that they are very belle. Now don't mispronounce things and get sore till you know. You pronounce that like bell and push button. It means good lookers. They're crazy about us fellows. They call us Sammies. They named one of their rivers for us. You have heard of the Battle of the Sammy, but I don't suppose you have. They have been learning us a lot about gas at attacks lately. They're not the kind your father has. These are more like the open places on the street in 6th Avenue. Only in the army when anything like this happens they give you a gas mask. A gas mask is like a cracked ice bag with windows in it. And in the front they got a cigarette holder. I always heard how the French was cigarette fiends. I guess they got it so bad they put it in the holders so they could smoke during a gas attack. 
I'm going to put on my mask and have my picture taken in cabinet. That's nothing to do with furniture, Mabel. It's the French for what it's going to look like when it's done. The gas fellow said the other day that gas was perfectly safe because you could always tell when it was coming. You could hear it escape or see it or smell it. The only trouble was, he said, that when the gas started, the machine guns made so much noise you couldn't hear it, and it always came at night so you couldn't see it, and when you smelled it, it was most late to bother anyhow. I've been thinking that over. Seems to me there's a joker in the contract somewhere. Ask your father to read it over and see if it sounds droit. That's French for right. To him. Better still, ask Higgins the grocer to give it the once over. He's got a grand tete, as the French say when they mean brains. It's getting frappier and frappier down here, meaning colder and colder. It got so cold that I put on those socks that you knitted me. I guess I won't any more, though. I guess my feet are going to look like corduroy the rest of my life. You'll understand no hard feeling, I know. You know how delicate my feet is and how I can't afford to pronounce a hazard with them. Thank your mother for the flannel pajamas. I wear them every night over my uniform. I got to quit now and read some picture postcards that some girls sent me. Good night. Or, as the French say, robe de noite. End of section two.